We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Wednesday, the 11th day of May, year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, it is good to see you. How are you today? Healthy and alive, as usual. I'm glad to hear it. Glad to see you. I I'm sorry about yesterday. I want to apologize to you and to all the listeners. I'm still down, so to speak. Um, I have a little bit of an injury, It's um, and I'm going to try my best not to laugh. But yesterday was quite possibly one of the worst days I think I've dealt with in like 20 years. Uh, it was it was just god awful, uh, as in like physically, it was just god awful. Uh, and so there was no way that I was in any kind of condition to be doing a podcast. And so I just called Bruce and I said, or I sent you a text and I said, there's nothing today. I was like, my, my back is just screwed. There's just no way. There's no way that we can do it. But I guess I shouldn't work out so hard, huh? I, you know, I, I made the mistake. It was my own stupid mistake. I overextended and I shouldn't have. Uh, and I hurt myself. You know, I broke my own rules. I always tell myself, if you do something stupid while you're working out, if you do something stupid and you get yourself injured, what good are you to not only yourself, but to other people that depend on you? What the hell good are you in an emergency situation? And I didn't follow my own rules. And as a result, I paid the price for it. Thank God we're not in the middle of a crisis situation. I mean, crisis. In okay, the sense we are. Of like we are in a crisis. Needing physical. Yeah. Yes. As in like, yeah. you got to cost. Like I'm talking crisis, like the poor Ukrainian civilian. Society breakdown. With. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, t I'm yeah. talking about like what those poor people are dealing with. Thank God we're not in that kind of a position at the moment. Uh, and I, God help us. I hope we never are. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm doing the best I can with it. I'm doing a lot better today than I was yesterday. So what's going on? What have I missed the last couple of days? Where do you want to start? Uh, I got a few things lined up here, but apart from the usual riff and the raff and, and everything else, uh, they're pushing some garbage here about some censorship or something, literally violating, like the European Union is literally talking about violating their own charter out in the open now, which they've already done that with COVID passports anyway. But I guess we can start there if you want. Uh, or do you have something else that's more pressing you want to get to? Uh, honestly, when you when you look here, here in the US, when you talk to people, abortion might come up, the Roe v. Wade thing. But then when you explain to them that it's just going to get thrown back to the states, that's all it means, then people are more concerned about inflation. So uh, I guess on the on the on immediate horizon, people are concerned about inflation more than anything. Uh, and, and in fact, I've I, I seen a statistic and it's something like um, uh, Republicans are, are 20 some percent more concerned about inflation uh, than Democrats. Uh, so Democrats were like 20 percent and Republicans were like 40 ish percent somewhere in there. 41, 42. But anyway, yeah, those are those are immediate concerns, obviously. Uh, I, I would argue short term concerns. I know it uh, when it comes to finances, those are, uh, you know, it, it, it's really scary. But we, we have some pressing stuff, you know, kind of the stuff we've been talking about with the uh, digital passports, uh, digital IDs, tracking the government wants to do those kind of things. Those are going to be more dangerous in the long term than inflation. Which begs the question, are they using inflation now? And I wasn't even thinking about it like this until you just mentioned it. Are they using inflation as cover 
to bring in the digital passports. The so, rationing thing, I could see. I could see that. I, I could see using inflation as um, as a cover for... It doesn't really play out, though, here in the U.S., actually, now that, now that I think about it. Because it, it, it is such a like immediate, everybody feels it kind of a thing. So it would be, honestly, it would be better for them to push the abortion stuff and get the the American public to focus on the abortion issue and and ignore inflation because inflation is going to absolutely slaughter them in the in the uh, elections here, the midterms. So I mean, as it stands, I'm it red wave isn't accurate. Mm-hmm. Red tsunami is closer to accurate. I mean, the, what it looks like currently. It's, it's a tsunami of nothing. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of like rhetoric spewing rhinos that have no backbone. It doesn't mean anything. They're not going to do anything. Possibly. There's there's a few states with some candidates that are uh, unknowns. They're new. So I don't know. It could be it could be that it's that they're not establishment candidates. Um, so it could be that they're just rhinos and, you know, and uh, they're, they're, they're being uh Kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly, I, I, I don't, I don't trust the whole Republican until Party and what they're going to do. But that right there, you know. what you just said, until they can actually run outside of that two-party duopoly, until they can get outside of that system, and we can actually elect them based on that, then I have no faith in either one of those parties uh, and anybody that sits within them. Real quick on that, even still, uh, let's say we get rid of the party system completely. Then you know who's going to get elected. It's the people with the the most uh, notoriety, those with the most, you know, um, uh, what what is it? Name, uh, name ID. Those are the ones that are going to win. Why do you think Trump won? Because he was tough on the border. I mean, that was that was what he touted there. It was that was an offshoot of a comment. He seen that the public really liked it. So he just drove it home. But in the end of things, was Trump any different than the other Republicans? I mean, he did some good stuff, but then at the same time, on the way out, he did just like Bush and screwed us over. He may That's have been true. good in the moment, but That's true. You know, not much different. That's true. You know, and I'm still sitting here wondering, what did he actually do? I mean, we got a lot of nice talk, but what did he actually do? I, I'm sorry that this whole, like, I, I get what Dinesh D'Souza was doing with the 2000 Mule thing. And I saw the videos of people just like dumping ballots over and over and over again into the same box. I, I get that. I mean, we, we kind of knew that, but... We needed video proof of it. We have it. It's there. But I, I'm sorry. Um, what am I supposed to do morally for myself in, in my own character here? What am I supposed to do about this whole vaccine thing? Am I supposed to just look the other way on it? Is that what I'm supposed to do? Is that what you're telling me to do? Oh, uh, put that aside that Trump pushed that and uh, a whole bunch of people are dead and you lost a whole bunch of people that, that you know. Put that all aside. Oh, and all these people that have been maimed across the world because of that policy. The fact that he kept Fauci and Burks and, uh, and all these people in there, put that aside because we can put Trump back in office. Are you insane? You're asking me to, to, to set my moral compass aside and, and to look the other way just because of that? I don't think so. I know for uh, Dinesh's um, perspective, it's more, it's not about getting Trump back in. He's kind of on the, from what I gather, he's kind of on the same page as us. From what I gather, this is more about, we just want the integrity of our system to be insured. It's just about fixing it. And, yeah, okay. Uh, honestly, I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Because if the, we don't have free and fair elections, we don't have a country, period, end of story. Agreed. And, and the thing about it is, there are so many fires right now that, which way do you go with it? You know what I mean? I mean, he, he's going after the election stuff, which is 
again, that's a long-term problem that has been a problem for a long time as well. There, there is a legitimate um, calculation as to uh, what, what do they call it? Acceptable cheating. There, there's a there's a margin in there that they they you know that margin of error. That's basically the margin of cheaters. Uh, mm-hmm. is basically what it is. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of accepted that that's a thing. We should have never accepted that as being a thing. We should have always tried to correct that. But, uh, you know, here we are. Here we are. So moving right along to the next stage, as I was saying in the beginning, the European Commission wants to screen all chat messages. Let me repeat that. The unelected European Commission wants to screen all chat messages. Did you agree to that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, Does that violate the European Union's charter? Yes, it does. Right on its face. On Wednesday, May 11th, today, the European Commission is expected to publish the draft law on so-called chat control, which is an AI-based check of all message content and images directly on your devices. The so-called client-side scanning. Yeah, go ahead. You want to jump in already? Uh, just the AI thing, it uh-huh. just made me chuckle because they're, they're wanting to do photographs as well. Um, just as oh, a, yeah, wait till you hear uh, about the what? listener. Wait till you hear how they're going to they're going to sell it to you. But go go ahead. Yeah. As as a listener, so so that you're aware of how good uh, this technology is, uh, just take your arm and fold it up close to your shoulder and take a picture of uh, your your elbow area there. The AI will pick that up as a. Um, uh, like a butt crack or or no cleavage way. or something like that, and it'll it'll try to censor really? it. Yeah, the AI isn't the AI can't distinguish that that oh, is can't distinguish your arm or it. you know uh, yeah. yeah okay. So I got that it. It, yeah, uh, you know it's funny. I'm actually sitting here trying to do it, and you're absolutely right. I mean that's that's what. It would be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't make me laugh, Bruce. Oh, <laughs> don't make me laugh. But you're not far off. You're, you're not far off. Listen to how they're going to sell it to you. The so-called client-side scanning would be an attack on any confidential communication. H- how's this going to play with your uh, your corporate messaging that you have? Like, that's supposed to be secured. As in, the corporations don't even want the governments looking on any of that. So what? Your corporate cell phones now? Your corporate mobile phones? Those are all going to be monitored now? No. No. See, they're going to have, have carve-outs for... The corporate side of things, the corporates uh-huh. will have their own protected. Well, it's already monitored. And anyway. the average the, the corporate yeah. stuff's already monitored anyway. It usually runs through their enterprise servers, and those are usually secure servers anyway. The draft provides for all communication content to be examined directly on your devices, and in the ev- listen to this, and in the event of suspicion to be diverted. Diverted to where, I wonder? This client-side scanning would not be the first over-the-top and misguided surveillance method to be justified in the fight against. Guess what they're saying it's going to be for? It's for child abuse. That's what it's for. Child abuse? Uh Yes, it's for child abuse. Now, of course you want to protect victims of child abuse. Nobody's debating that. That's why they sell it to you like that, because you can't disagree with it. That's like Marxism. They give you a point to get their foot in the door that you can't disagree with, and then everything else comes with it. Chat control, in this case, is an over-the-top approach. It's easy to circumvent, and it's completely wrong. Uh, The proposed law would require each device to scan every message for images of child abuse and criminals contacting children. If such content is recognized in a message, it should be forwarded directly to a control authority or to the police. Welcome to China. 
Not only does mass scanning attack confidential communications at their very foundations, it would also be ineffective. Criminals are already using distribution channels that would not be affected by these scans and would easily evade scans in the future as well. These people are absolutely right. This, By the way, this is coming from a... Um, uh, an independent media outlet here in Germany. Uh, they're the ones that are reporting on it. And you know, that's what they do anyway. Why do you think that there's been all these crackdowns on the dark websites? Because that's where they go. All that stuff already happens over there anyway. Oh, and by the way, who's the biggest funder and not to mention who's the creator of the dark web to begin with? Is everyone paying attention? It's the United States government. They're the ones that keep it up. So everything else goes along with it. The black marketplace. I mean, that, that's what it is, really. It's the black market of uh, of the Internet is all it is. Uh, and a lot of people don't even know how to get there. And quite frankly, I don't suggest that you do go over there and get involved with any of it. It's not illegal to be over there, but uh, it's best to just stay off of it. That's that's all I'm going to say on it. Yeah. If you don't know what you're doing over there, you can no. get you can get yourself in some real trouble. Yes. Uh, and I don't mean like. Yeah, I don't mean just just like legal trouble, but real trouble as in like you could run into like ransomware or yeah. some kind of malware or something like mm -hmm. that um, and, and completely screw yourself over, especially if that's like a business PC or something like that, which yeah. you should have, you have no business you, doing that anyway. Should, but you have any business doing yeah. that. But, you know, I've also heard some other horror stories. Uh, now, I've just heard of these. I've not witnessed any of this stuff personally, but I, I've heard of some horror stories of people saying that, you know, they got involved in business dealings over there. Something fell through. They got into like this chat room or something uh, and they got to talking to different people because, I mean, they they do have those things over there. And again, uh, some of that stuff's not illegal. I mean, hell, Facebook has a dark website. All the mainstream media outlets have dark web dead drop sites. Certain police agencies have dead drops over there. So if you feel like you're in trouble or you're threatened or something, you can go to them anonymously, that kind of stuff. That's what it's for. But people, I, I've heard stories of people actually getting like strange phone calls, having cars follow them, you know, that kind of stuff. And I don't know if that's just general paranoia, but that's some of the stuff that I've heard. Uh, and quite frankly, I don't doubt it because, I mean, if you think about it, like I said, the black market, that's what you're dealing with over there. There is no law. There's no government over there. There's no police over there. It's just like organized crime. There's no law. There's no government. There's no police. You're operating outside of that system and everything you're doing is nefarious. So it's best to just stay away from it. That's my disclaimer is just avoid it. It's the modern day Wild West. It is. It is. And quite frankly, all these things that the EU commission here are talking about, all that stuff already takes place over there anyway. They already have these phones. They already have these types of devices that can circumvent all this stuff. They just want the written statute on the books to be able to look into you if you're not doing what you're told. This is social credit is what this is. That's what this is. You're going to have everything you do monitored, tracked, traced, and controlled. They don't give a damn about child sex trafficking. They're the ones that perpetuate it. They're the ones that do it. Or do I need to go back about how a lot of these government agencies and a lot of these top executives from a lot of these Fortune 500, Fortune 100, Fortune 50 companies are caught every other day now in child sex trafficking? They're the ones that are guilty. But remember, you're the guilty party with social credit. You're guilty until proven innocent. The whole idea of jurisprudence is out the window with social credit. It's not there anymore. So anyway, not only does this mean mass scanning of confidential communications at the very foundations, the perpetrators use public hosters instead of messengers targeted by the commission. Again, dark web. 
not least because messengers are completely unsuitable for exchanging large collections of files. That's true. They also encrypt the data before the exchange. They just want to be able to shut down all avenues of control. They want to be able to do what China has done with the big tech companies. They want everybody pushed into WeChat. They want everybody into one messenger service. And in this case, I think the WeChat of the West is the Facebook-owned WhatsApp. That's what I think it is. That'll be the uh, the soup du jour for you that are uh, in the messenger market uh, here in the West. That's what they want to do, which you can already use WeChat here anyway, but that's a wholly owned uh, company by the Chinese Communist Party, so why would you use it? For this reason alone, the planned monitoring will not prevent further dissemination of abuse images. Not only journalists and whistleblowers depend on trustworthy communication, which is true, is a fundamental right and an important cornerstone of our IT security. For communication to be truly trustworthy, two conditions must be met. One, your own device must have integrity and may not forward content to third parties. Number two, encryption must be secure so we don't have to trust the network that they tell you to. You see, th this is why you need secure communications. You need secure devices. If you're not familiar with this then I would suggest you start learning and you start learning quickly. If you're in the European Union, you need to start learning this stuff yesterday. If you're in America, you've got a little bit more time, though I would say the hour is approaching and it's approaching very rapidly. So I would get moving on it as quickly as possible. If you're on an Apple phone, what in God's name's wrong with you? Get off of it. If you're on a Google phone, what's wrong with you? Get off of it. You've got to start learning about alternatives. There are alternatives. We've talked about them here before. I highly suggest that you get off of these things immediately and you start learning about other things. You need a device that you yourself control. And I mean everything. You need to be able to have root access. You need to be able to have it. You'll learn about all this stuff. You need to have absolute control over everything on that phone. It needs to be encrypted and it needs to be personalized. The only thing that needs to go in there would be a SIM card from the provider, which you can get anonymously in certain places. I know in a lot of European Union countries, you can't do that anymore, but you can get them. If you're in America, if you're in Canada, you can get them. They are available. I would highly recommend that you start taking your name off of these lists. And when I say lists, when you get an Android phone, what's the first thing they tell you to do? Sign in with your Google account. Any device, I will say this out in the open, any device from here going forward, if you're in the market to get a new one, understand what I'm about to say. Any device going forward, if that device asks you to sign in when you power it on the very first time, return that device. Nothing should be asking for your information. Nothing. These phones should not do anything other than serve you. It shouldn't be the other way around. Uh, I would say that the hour is very late for the U.S., we're not at the same level where they're trying to pass a bill that's going to completely circumvent your First Amendment right. Uh, but we have the Ministry of Truth now. That is the first step to it. So, yeah, yeah, we, we don't have much time left here in no. the States either. No, I want to say the EU is about six months to a year ahead of you is all. That's literally about it. The EU is maybe about two, three years behind China in a lot of respects, but that gap is is narrowing uh, and it's narrowing quickly. Uh, but the the uh, the European Union and the United States and Canada, you guys are like maybe six months to a year behind us in a lot of respects. That may accelerate rather quickly, though, um, this year, because uh, the the Dems are going to lose, uh, assuming, yeah. you know, elections are fair and everything. Yeah, it looks like the Dems are going to lose this year pretty heavily. If that's the case and, and it starts looking 
uh, worse and worse if it continues to, to, to trend that way, which I mean, it, it's it's only May, you know, things can change. But uh, some elections have already happened. So, yeah, um, it, it, it may um, it may accelerate and things may get worse rather quickly. Uh, if, uh, the, you know, the elections, for example, elections happen and you have that, you have that small window before the next incumbent takes place, you know, takes office, they may try to shove something through. I don't know that they'll have the votes in like the Senate, uh, because you do have some Democrats that are still the classic Democrat. Um, but we'll see. Do you want to talk any more on this, uh, this tech thing? I mean, this is going to be a big thing. Uh, in the coming days here to see whether or not this actually goes through, because again, no one's been voting on this. What you're going to you're going to now violate the rights of 500 million citizens. And in this article, they reference that in Germany alone, right, because this is the this is one of the largest populations of people here in Germany alone, over half a billion. So 500 million messages, be it text messages or messenger messages, whatever, whether that's uh, Facebook or uh, or WhatsApp or Telegram or, or Signal or one of these, whatever, whatever. I, I don't care which one you use, over 500 million just in this country alone, 500 million messages are sent every day on messengers. Do you have any idea the kind of infrastructure they're going to have to create in order to monitor this and to store this and to flag all this? And these people, these people, that have screwed up this entire COVID pandemic, they're now going to facilitate all this? Oh boy. Oh boy. We got a lot of work to do. We got a whole lot of work to do. So was that was that one day? Sorry, I, I missed the one time day. frame of the 500 million day. messages on average are sent here every day, just in this country. That's not the 27 other member countries, just here. So see, each one is probably 140 characters or so. I mean... If you're using an AI to go through there and only searching for certain keywords, assuming you have the infrastructure to acquire all of that, I don't think it would be too difficult to go through and process it. Um, to, to, well, yeah, to run but it look how they're yeah, but look how they're going to flag. Everything will be flagged. Everything will be monitored. So it's not going to be just keywords. They're telling you it's keywords, but it's not going to be keywords. It's going to be damn near everything. Well, yeah, but it, it'll it'll be keywords at first. Do you remember that this is this is uh, uh, bringing back. Um, that uh, the, the little video we watched from the 1960s oh, yeah. the, the of fat uh, man, the yeah. fat man and the uh -huh. yeah uh, and uh, his assistant talking about using an AI an algorithm uh -huh. to uh, find keywords and you uh -huh. would start with something you know uh, innocuous like uh, uh, murder kill assassinate you know those kind of things so, you know something very clearly uh, and then you would slowly change that over time that's exactly what this is and that's uh that's all that. I really have to say on it for now. Fair enough. Like I said, if you still have an Apple phone, if you still have a Google phone, what are you waiting on? What, what are you waiting on? Really? If you're in the market for an upgrade, get on it yesterday. If you have any questions, I'm happy to answer whatever questions you have within reason. Uh, if you have any questions, Bruce or I can answer those. Drop us a line at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Ask us what kind of phones, where you need to start looking. We're happy to give up whatever information we've got. Whatever we've done to protect ourselves, we're happy to share that. Uh, but it's too lengthy and too uh, drawn out to get into right now. Maybe we should do something uh, later in this week about uh, options for phones. I mean, I know we've talked about them before, but uh, maybe we need to get down into different options that people can take. Perhaps we can do that on... Marty's not with us this week. Uh, he said he's got prior engagements on uh, on Friday this week. Perhaps you and I can do that on Friday, if you'd like. Yeah, we might be able to come up with something. Yeah. Okay. All right. You can still send the email anyway, but uh, we'll put something together for you on Friday. Anyway, you know, 
New York is not a nice place to be right now. Would you have guessed that? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I think it was New York. Yeah. Is this, is this about the, uh, the, the motorcyclists? Uh, no. And they're five no. finger discounts. No. no. Okay. Well, it could be. Yeah. It could be that because it, it, it's talking about the crime rates. Uh, the crime rates, oh, yes. uh, they're, they're keeping workers out of the office in New York. Um, they're saying at least 20% of New York offices are going to remain empty through 2026. That's according to an estimate by the city. But they say now that less than 40% of office workers in Manhattan go to the office on a typical weekday. Less than 40% of people go into the office in Manhattan and people are staying out of the offices? More people are staying out of the offices? Catherine Wild, who is uh, president and CEO of uh, Partnership for New York City, said during a radio interview on Sunday with WABC, that the city's declining office attendance is not because of COVID-19, but rather the public safety problem and rampant homelessness. I thought it was a, thought it was a bastion of, uh, of glory. I mean, you had, you had Bill de Blasio running the place for, for how many years? I mean, what, didn't, didn't he help the poor? Didn't he help the downtrodden masses? Didn't he do anything to, to lower the crime rate or, I don't know, uh, bolster businesses or anything like that? Oh, no, that's right. He shut them all down, didn't he? He increased homelessness. Yeah, that's right. Wild said, when we asked employers what the factor, uh, what's the factor that would be most effective in bringing people back to the office, they said, reduce the presence of the homeless and mentally ill individuals and expand police presence on the streets and subways. No, we can't do that because we got to defund the police. We can't have that. We can't do anything to uh, rehabilitate the bum. We can't reopen the mental hospitals that were closed under Ronald Reagan, I might add. And now we've turned our streets into an outpatient ward in America. No, we can't do that. We can't ask anybody any questions. We can't haul them off to another mental institution because, well, it might hurt somebody's feelings. And then you had the ACLU down there suing the pants off of you for violating the constitutional rights of a bum in the streets who has the right to defecate in a subway car. I'm sorry to get so graphic, but that's what happens there. It, it's almost like, um, I, you know, love or hate the guy. I, I don't like the policy that that was instituted, but... You know, it worked. Uh, the stop and frisk, uh, the whole, I don't know, shop owners going out and, uh, you know, spraying off their sidewalk and whatnot, keeping their part of uh, the city clean. I mean, it worked. And now that you don't have Giuliani in place, you don't have those kind of measures in place. Uh, congrats. There's your uh, communist utopia. And what's current mayor Eric Adams? What's he done to, to help remedy this problem? Anything? I haven't heard anything about what this guy's done. Nothing. Wild went on to say there's no yeah, he's made it worse. Wild went on to say there's no mystery here. No matter what employers do to encourage their employees to return to the office, if we can't solve the public safety problem, if we can't do that, we're going to see a long term decline in the presence of folks who are willing to take the subway and come back to the office. Yeah. This woman actually does, this is a New Yorker that actually has a brain. Yeah, go on. I have a solution. If we tracked everybody's text messages, maybe we can curb this. Maybe. Yeah, just just maybe. And, you know, if we gave everybody a little score to go with it on how good yeah. of a citizen they are, that, that might help, too. Yeah. And by the way, yeah. I know a lot of New Yorkers with with brains. Uh, uh, that wasn't a pun at New Yorkers. I love New Yorkers. You guys are very welcoming. You're, you're great people. Uh, I know that the people that are the hardworking people of New York, they just want to go back to the office. They want the streets cleaned up. They want the crime rate to go down. They, they want opportunity for themselves. They want their businesses to flourish. And I support that and I support you. But let's just be honest here. Uh, a criminal cabal has taken over City Hall uh, and it needs to be flushed out. All of it. 
Wild also pointed out that while office life has yet to rebound, nightlife and dining have returned to the city. We're just not quite back to the office yet, she said. Crime rates in New York City have surged in recent years. Well, yeah, we had to defund the police, right? We had to we had to end stop and frisk, as you uh, as you said, Bruce. We don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to ruffle any feathers. I don't want to get into all the assaults and everything because, well, you know, it's nothing to see here, right? Nothing to see here. Major crimes in the city have skyrocketed 34.2% in April alone according to the New York Police Department. The Partnership for New York City study also found that while 39% of Manhattan workers come to their desks on the average weekday, most of them only come in three days per week on average. Now, I could also attribute this to something else that they're not mentioning here. It is possible that a lot of corporations in the city have decided that they are moving to what's called hybrid work models. That's what they're using here. I've talked to a few different people that work for two or three different corporations here, and they're saying that that's what they're all moving to is the hybrid work week. And I'm doing the air quotes, the hybrid work week. And that is, you don't need to go into your office five days a week. And you know what? I completely concur with that. You don't need to go into an office five days a week. If anything that the last two years has shown us, it means you don't have to go in for five days a week. Why would you go in and commute for, I don't know, especially in New York, you're going to commute for what, two hours to get into the city? to go to an office, then you're going to work eight hours, and then you're going to commute two hours back home during rush hour? I mean, why, why would you do that? That's 12 hours of your day gone. You're going to spend uh, a couple of hours having dinner, and then you're going to go to bed, and you're going to wake up, and you're going to do it all over again. If you're not meeting with a client, and this is God's honest truth I'm sitting here talking about. If you're not meeting with a client, if you're not uh, taking a, uh, I, I don't know, some meet and greet office team building thing, why do you need to be there? You can literally do everything you need to do virtually. Now, granted, there are certain things that you just can't do in a home office environment with a team on a screen in front of you. That's true. You don't have the energy, the, the energy and the, um, uh, I don't know, the, uh, the brainstorming of certain projects and certain ideas. You just don't get it. Being face to face with people, having a social connection and a social interaction that does foster a lot more free thinking and a lot more, I don't know, uh, creativity for certain projects you might be working on. Totally understand. But you don't need to go five days a week. Leave it open, quite frankly, this hybrid thing, leave it open as you want to go to the office, go to the office. You're not required to unless you are required to, as in you got to meet with a client or something that's in from out of town. That part I understand. But go into the office if you want. If you don't, you can always phone in. It can be that way. You might have three or four people sitting around a conference table and three or four people are out of the office that day. They're on a screen in the conference anyway. What's the problem? What? Why don't why don't uh, why don't you just all jump into the metaverse and um... yeah, that's a great idea. Just jump into the metaverse. Yeah, yeah sure. Did yeah. you see the creepy the photo? Yeah, did you see the creepy photo that Zuckerberg put out the other day with his team? And he said, "Hello, fellow humans." Did Honestly, it? It, it, I, I don't think uh, oh maybe my God. I, I don't know. It was know. Creepville, uh, man. I'm telling you. Look at this. Yeah. Now, by looking at this photo, does every single individual in that photo do they look like they're just void of human existence uh no offense to any of them there they look like they're nerds and i, I that that's coming from a nerd so i i, I don't know that i would that's say it's void creepy. i would just say that's creepy man like he puts out this photo <laughs> yeah, and he literally says hello fellow humans what this guy's like cringeworthy he has been since we saw yeah, him on the uh, like what well, the hydrofoil or something you know the guy's yeah. pissing all over america and he's riding around with the uh, the thing down there in hawaii with the American flag. Yeah. And he's yeah. he's throwing spears in in sandals with like earmuffs on or something. I mean, it's just it's weird. It it it's it's weird. Uh the dude's weird. Uh, I I don't deny that, but 
again when you start getting into again as a nerd so i'm not i'm I'm not speaking as like you know nerds tend to be weird i find difficulty like i i find difficulty critiquing the guy because when you start getting into the world of like uh engineers it stuff uh the sciences they tend to be less socially uh adept and are are, are seen as being weird so I, I can't fault the guy too much he just happens to be a, a, a weird computer nerd that is in the limelight. And typically, they're not. Typically, your 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 researcher, your sciencey type, your your computer nerds, they're not in the limelight. And that so yeah, I don't know. It's just I, I guess being a nerd and and seeing that the nerd world and and knowing what nerds are like, it, it's difficult for me to really critique him too much. He is weird. I I, I find things like eating iguana weird. But that that's more of a rich, weird thing than a nerd thing. But to be fair, I I do the the weird greetings every once in a while, salutations, oh, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's fine. But you but, look like a, a normal human being. This guy's just a creep. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he is strange. Anyway, um, back to the yeah, it's metaverse. God, what an awful, awful thing. Before the pandemic, more than 80% of Manhattan office workers polled by the group were required to be in the office five days per week. During a different study, the group conducted that was released in March, 84% of those polled said that conditions in New York City have worsened since 2020, and 40% say they're considering moving out. Never would have guessed that. 84% said it's worsened. Uh-huh. 84%. Yes. Keep in mind, this is this is New York. This is like the left leaning bastion of the United States, one of. And they said it's worsened since 2020. Just just from 2020 that we're not even halfway into this year yet. That's that's pretty shocking that they're starting to realize now. uh, Actually, I should caveat that. Are they realizing that their policies are what causes this or are they are they just seeing the problem? They're not they're not able to identify no, what no. the problem is. No, they see, just what, see what the problem there is. No, see what the problem is, is that you see they haven't done enough is what the problem is. They haven't done enough to deal with these problems right. and they haven't spent enough money to deal. Yeah, with these problems. we need to throw. Yeah, I was going to say we need to throw more money at it. That's the problem. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It works in California, throwing more money at it. It works in New York, too. I mean, if you look at the services that the bums get, excuse me, the homeless get in New York City, and this is before. I think I'm going off of like 2017 numbers here because this was the last time I checked. You had 90,000 in the streets in New York, 90,000. And I'm not talking about New York State. I'm talking about New York City, 90,000 in the streets. And that includes all of the surrounding suburbs and everything, too. Nassau, Suffolk counties, all these things that that's all included there. All the boroughs, Bronx, Staten Island, Queens, Manhattan, you know, all these things. But 90,000 in the streets, that's 2017 numbers. That's not including where we are now. I'm sure that that number's grown quite a bit. Inflation, after all. Well, yeah, inflation. They were estimating at the time that I was reading this this statistic, they were estimating that they were spending around $60,000 a year in New York City. 60000 Think about this. Where Bruce and I come from, the part of the country where we come from, that is enough money to live comfortably for a year. Very comfortably. Yeah, you're doing, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. $60,000 a year for each bum in the streets in New York in services and handouts. That's unacceptable. That is unacceptable. And we're going to throw more money at it? Give me a break. All right, we're going to hop out of here a few minutes early. You got anything else? No, that, that 
pretty much. I mean, <laughs> it's self-explanatory, that problem. Peaceful, you know, mostly peaceful riots that happen. Uh, excuse me, protests. And then the defunding of the police thereafter. And now you're having problems with, uh, by the way, the, the, the article I was referencing was uh, uh, they were having motorcyclists go through and five finger discount some jewelry and whatnot from people, passerbys mm -hmm. on motorcycles. I saw that. Uh, you yeah, know, the, the, the kind of Robbed thing that happens all the time 000. in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that's starting to have an uptrend here because, you know, we don't fund police anymore and, you know, you, you don't, you don't charge people, you know, they, they come in and, uh, oh, you're, you're free to go. No bail. Yeah. Well, we got to end cash bail too, right? Since we're defunding the police, we got to end cash bail. We got to do that too. Anyway. All right. We're going to go ahead and jump out of here a few minutes early. So for those of you who'd like to send us some feedback again, please drop us a line at dynamic podcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would humbly ask you to pass this along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up. You know someone you're trying to get to think on their own. We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. So I want to thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.